0: One vote. Oshay Olai. I'm getting all fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome.
1: Hello and welcome to Fire Up's penultimate podcast of the 2021 Rugby League season. I'm Dennis Carnahan here remotely online with Chris Gale and a jubilant Redfern Pat who's been camped in Redfern Park drinking good with his mates at the Russell Crowe Skate Park since his rabbits bundled the wretched seagulls out of the competition last week. And Rugby League has never been in better shape. It's in the headlines all over the place Anastasia Palaszczuk, not satisfied with having all three origins in her state and then procuring a historic first ever grand final out of Sydney and in Bris Vegas has decided to leverage it for even more publicity by reducing capacity of the sold out 52,000 seat Lang Park cauldron to 75% 13,000 ticket holders are about to miss out on history. She might even maximise attention by shifting the whole shebang to Townsville The heart of Capricornia, imagine Bob Catter's delight. So here we are in crackdown week something something, backdown week, whatever. But with Wayne coming up against Ivan in the grand final, it could be Smackdown round two. But more importantly, the Storms have started their own version of Crackdown. It's two separate words this time. Yes, up on the Goldie. It's Rackdown Week 1. At the same time, as the NRL engaged Commissioner Gordon... Sorry, Commissioner New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller to design the grand final ring. Oh, yes, the bubble has burst. Oh, yeah. The only off-field misbehaviour to the rugby league media and especially the alternative rugby league media, i.e., The only off-field misbehaviour we've had to celebrate and feast on is the players disobeying COVID lockdown laws. Now, let's not poo-poo them. Adhering to those rules kept the game going. But having a barbie at a mate's place and being dogged in by Mrs Kravitz across the road? Amateur hour. Child's play in the very week of the Oshay Olay Dele Oshay Olay The glamour piece of rugby league year Everyone suited up, frocked up, looking sharp for a Televisual masterpiece The week rugby league should be celebrating 15 gamer Tommy Oh but he really is such a nice boy Turbo winning the Dele The whole shebang, upstaged The headline in the Daily Astonisher Early this week was ominous Damage warning as storms arrived to hammer The east coast Well the article went on to say about a multi stage thunderstorm event. The true meaning is revealed shortly after with a deeply disturbing video of spanky monster dancing on the table and I use the term dancing as an approximation of what he was doing which is about as loose an approximation of what the Mun is loose himself he ain't no Brian Toto no the Melbourne Storm said if we can't have the headlines for winning the title or player of the year Dell we're going to find another way to get into the papers kick us out of the big dance ha! says the new cam of evil I'll show you a big dance everyone knows that locking rugby league players down on the sunny but seedy sin city that is the Gold Coast where the streets are awash with powdery white gold and on every corner there's a former NRL star falling on hard times selling wee baggies of ego boost to any 19 or 20 something year old who's flush with a bit of cash but it's not just the storms the prettiest eyes in rugby league if not the world were looking a little bleary after he returned to the scene of a move on order by the Gold Coast Constabulary. It was 12.25 that's after midnight and we all know nothing good happens after midnight. Chris Gale. Deli M's, 25% reduction on sellout crowd, police designing rugby league jewellery, multiple allegations of cocaine use, the blight of either the Roosters or the Storms or both being in the grand final is gone. Take out that cowbell and ring re- <coughs> it. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Sure the Tigers aren't in the big dance But Benji is And he'll always be a Tiger And with the future hope of the club Madge Resigning You must be dancing with joy At the tremendous position Rugby League now finds itself Coming into the big dance Dennis Carnahan Can
0: I firstly say You've got your hands On the authentic Melbourne Storms cowbell For years and years and years We've all been sweating on This is it The Storms are fracturing They'll be no good They've gone from the big four To the big three To the big two And then finally Lucifer himself Was cut loose From the storms Yet they seem to continue On their merry winning way Well it fell apart As you've already highlighted Last weekend At Suncorp Stadium As I like to call it And I believe (laughs) The final straw That broke the back Wasn't the Munster Smith Lewis shenanigans It wasn't being branded By their very own Former captain Lucifer himself Cameron Smith As being As Brad Arthur likes to say Dumb it was the fact that they were told finally to hand in that cowbell. Never will it darken the audio waves of Amy Park, formerly Olympic Park, ever again. Ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm with you, Jack Gibson. I'm calling it. The Melbourne Storms will not make the eight next year. Rugby league is in rude health.
1: Oh, that's a great call. That's a wonderful call. And you have to wonder with that many, with, with this, if that's what the senior players. These are two of their their stars. That misbehaving Lewis. like that, uh, Chris, Chris Lewis, Lewis and huge who? <laughs> name. And who are the other ones? Some other also. Uh,
0: well, if you if you want to, you know, as they often say, if you want to go into the dictionary and look under the definition of the word sheepish, you'll find <laughs> pictures of Cameron Settle Down Munster and spanky. Brandon Hectic, yeah, <laughs> Spanky indeed, Brandon Hectic, cheese <laughs> Smith. Uh, well, I think the Munster's day was actually Jesse Bromwich. Uh, but poor old Brandon was there with his mum. And basically, I caught the arrival footage of the red carpet. She was actually pulling him in by the earlobe. <laughs> like, like, like. And uh, I've never seen anyone. And it wasn't ironic to think that, of course, that Brandon was up there on stage at the end as part of the Dream Team having won Hooker of the Year because he did the fir- <laughs> he did the first part of the Dream on the weekend and he completed it by being a hooker come Dally M's night and uh, to be honest the way that Cameron Munster played I'm wondering if that video was actually recorded prior to the Sunday game so parlous was his performance and so much is it a harminger of the end of the Melbourne Storms era and as a Tigers fan and as you must indeed feel as a Raiders fan the league will be reborn anew and Redfern Pat can only be told enjoy it now because we're coming for you.
1: Oh, boy. But let's get on to the main topic. The main topic, which isn't, of course, rugby league. The main topic is Anastasia Palaszczuk. Now, she's Absolutely. been she's been a star of this show each year. She's been calling us to say, boys, we're going to be doing this and that. And she's had the big public political stout with Freddie Fittler, the future state premier of New South Wales. And here she is now. She's not satisfied having enough attention with getting the grand final there. She wants to get more attention.
0: So the grand final, as we go to air, well, we really don't go to air, but as we're recording this podcast, Dennis, the grand final is on a knife's edge. The announcements come through that, as you highlighted in your opening, capacity has been reduced to 75%. 13,000 poor souls are going to have to surrender their grand final to tickets. We are a heartbeat, or I'd say about a dozen cases away from the whole shebang having to bug out MASH style and move up to Townsville. But let's just for a moment dwell on the current situation. 13,000 people are going to have to be culled from that crowd. Now, Dennis, when rugby league is in crisis, when the game needs saving, there's one man we turn to, isn't there? Oh, there the, the
1: always has been since since last year. And, you, and I refer to, of course... Uh, you're talking about Paul Kent? <laughs> John Quayle. Unfortunately, John- Quayle is no longer in
0: the job. And so uh, we're having to deal with Peter Volantis, the horseman, And the horseman has come up with a grand plan in order to do the cull. And it actually will be a physical cull, Dennis. And I've seen the blueprint for what Sunday afternoon looks for those 52,000 hardy souls that have a ticket to the GF. Now, if you're talking Queensland Rugby League, you're talking Heartland, and let me tell you, it is one of the 17 Heartlands of Rugby League. We always think about Caxton Street, don't we? Yes, the pub. So rather than arriving at... Suncorp Stadium, Needlank Park, whichever way you want to look at it. The whole 52,000 will have to arrive at the top end of Caxton Street. Okay. First up, Caxton Street, Redfern Pat, he's been a victim. There's a natural attrition that will go. If you allow those 52,000 people down that corridor, not everyone's going to make the front gate, are they?
2: I made it to lefties, which is, I think, two pubs in. (laughs) Oh, is that the the CD topless joint? (laughs) It's,
0: It's the hipster CD topless joint. So, like, I think what Pat's alluding to, and Dennis, you seem to have certainly know one or two of the establishments in this precinct. <laughs> it's it's a natural obstacle course to begin with. But what Volantis has done is come up with a series of gates not unlike Jessica Fox on her way to a, well, a canoe gold medal if not a kayak gold medal at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics which were held in 2021. So the first thing is you will go through a yes-no gate and you'll be asked, do you vote for Anastasia Palaszczuk? Now, we all know that all coalition voters in this country are people who are honest as the day is long, correct? Always have been. So they will naturally go, no, I do not. They'll be culled. And based on the polling numbers she's getting up in Queensland right now and the fact that it's rugby league, that'll probably move about 5% of the crowd out. 5% of the crowd, coalition voters, gone. They'll be honest. They'll be scrupulous. They'll be watching it on a video. They've, now is has employed some, uh, well, he's employed some unemployed university students because, you know, the academic, you know, the tourism uh, education paradigm is just in absolute disarray as a result of COVID. So people who normally might be out there picking fruit will be dressed up as New South Wales origin players and they will have a coconut shy. And you have to throw full cans of forex at these moving targets and... Basically, they want to get rid of, in Queensland, people who can't hit a New South Wales blue with a can of Forex on demand. 10% of the cohort, gone. They'll be eliminated. So we're, we're down now to 80...
1: 80- yep, these are good numbers. We're,
0: d- we're down to we're down to 85%. So how are we going to get rid of the last 10%? And Peter Volanis will have, at that end, just prior to the entrance to Suncoast Stadium, an electronic voting booth. An advance from the hanging chads of the 2000 US elections. It's uh, whatever those companies are called, that, according to the Fox media, are corrupt. Uh, They'll have these booths set up and there will be a quiz about one topic and that, of course, will be Peter Volandis. So Mm. the punters will be asked, who saved Rugby League? The answer? Peter Volandis. Who saved horse racing in New South Wales? The answer? Peter Volandis. Everyone will be doing fairly well at this stage, I believe. But then it'll get a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. Are you ABBA or ACDC? That is going to be a very loaded question. And when we get down to the gritty stuff, you'll be asked questions like, who is O'Shea LA? And this will be the final filter. Are are blowouts entertaining? (laughs) And if you dare to answer no... You will be not oh! seeing the 2021 grand final. Panthers, rabbits. Seventy five thousand, seventy five percent of the crowd will enter, and Peter Volandis, is because John Quayle's absence will save rugby league again. again. So this will be
1: his, this will be his third saving of the game. Is he confident that people will not know the answers? Because I would have thought you know, Queenslanders, it's, it's rugby league heartland. Surely those people. It's one of the seventeen heartlands. Yes, correct. <laughs> could could they not say? A, a, an additional question, and they, they print out R-U-G-B-Y, new word, L-E-A-G-U-E. Can you pronounce this word for me? <laughs> and and just see. And that's another way of filtering, because all the, the people who've got the bloody patches on their elbows or their tweed jackets who are trying to sneak into the game, they'll say, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's rugby league. <laughs> Gone.
0: Yeah. Gone. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the, the genius of the horseman to some degree was that he didn't actually come up with the pronunciation himself. He immersed himself in Southeast Queensland and said that the very much the default <laughs> pronunciation of the game was Rumble League. And uh, I don't think you filter too many out that way, Dennis.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's remembering <laughs> the
0: coalition voters were gone at gate number
1: one. Yes. So they're already they're already gone. Um, but moving on, moving on to the other big issue of this week, the the most important issue. It, it's in all the media, and it's like. Here on Fire Up, we do love the nexus of rugby league and arts, rugby league yes. and culture, rugby league and science, rugby league and mathematics, rugby league and music, and rugby league and jewellery. Now, this is a, it's it's not a not often explored that nexus. But rugby league jewellery, what a wonderful thing to have a you know, a pin. I, I have a couple of tie pins, Raiders tie pins. I have cufflinks, Raiders cufflinks, and they're quite beautiful.
0: Underpants, Raiders uh, underpants.
1: Yes, I do, but they're not jewellery. I saw the family Ray. jewels were in them, and when I'm dancing on the table to sweet calorine, they come off.
0: And I have. And correct me if I'm wrong, Raiders Jockstrap. Am I correct
1: or am I wrong? I'm still trying to find that on eBay. They haven't got that yet. <laughs> but the ultimate piece of rugby league jewellery is the hard to come by Premiership ring. And of course, some of these have been found at the bottom of harbours. Uh, some of these have been confiscated, some of these have been stolen and sold on eBay, all sorts of things. In caches. In caches. But now...
0: You know, that's a typical thing when you arrest a felon is you open up their cache and you (laughs) find Uzis, various knives, various white powders, which they're not prepared to identify unless they've been caught on film actually consuming them, and an NRL
1: finals ring. Yes, well, a premiership ring. A premiership ring. And So, can you can you go through? Obviously, you're an expert in all things jewellery. You you live in that yes. world, Chris. Can you yes. tell us the Mick Fuller? What's his jewellery pedigree? Where's his jewellery designing come from?
0: Uh, <laughs> New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller is dare I say it, a Renaissance man. He he samples everything that life has to offer, and to the unsuspecting public eye. The man hasn't gone anywhere near any affectation, like personal jewelry. You won't draw. You won't see a ring on his finger. You certainly won't see any piercings on his nose or earlobes or some such. But go under the underclothes, Dennis, <laughs> and it's a whole different story with Mick Fuller. He's uh, again one of your favourite terms in rugby league: arousal. He is. He's continuously stimulated by some very artfully designed and strategically placed piercings, and that's why he always looks so alive. In his press conferences. And therefore, he has a real appreciation for the art of jewellery and how it should look and particularly how it should feel. And Peter Valanis will not be stopped. Uh, his one-person campaign to have Mick Fuller added to the Australian Rugby League Commission board ended in abject failure through some sort of ridiculous inconvenience called conflict of interest. You know, it's, it's something that I've always struggled with. But he wasn't to be denied. And so building on a proud heritage of these rings, which have been handed out for, I don't know, about seven years, I think, Yeah, it's a fairly recent (laughs) tradition. Yeah, completely appropriative from the United States of America, like so much of our culture is. But they've gone to, you know, beacons of hope to add design elements to the ring. So in recent years, the great Jonathan Thurston added his touch to the premiership ring, having secured two in his illustrious career. They've gone to first responders, Dennis, to people who've led the firefighting, the bushfires. So now they've gone to the guy... (laughs) Now they've, they've got it. The guy who hasn't met a sniffer dog he doesn't love, and Mick Fuller is actually providing the design on the NRL Premiership rings. And here is the insight, Dennis. Here is how very much on top of matters artistic Mick is. You ever seen a New South Wales police person's hat?
1: Yes, yes, I have. You mean, the, the, so they haven't got the big London Bobby titty on their head. They've got the nice no. the, the, the cap, like a naval cap, like a military cap.
0: Yeah, and they've got the band.
1: Yeah, the band, yeah. What?
0: Yeah, blue and white oh, checks. Right? Blue
1: and white checks, yeah.
0: Yeah, you ever, you ever seen a New South Wales police car?
1: They've got blue and white check stripes, like the, the down the side, racing stripes with blue and white checks.
0: So it's Mick Fuller, and only Mick Fuller who says, you know what? I can put that on the premiership ring. Oh, Job that's done. Genius. How wonderful. How, how happy and thrilled are those lucky 17 players, plus the coach and a few other hangers on, going to feel come 10 p.m. this Sunday night?
1: Well, the Rabbitohs would be delighted to have those. The blue and white, they'll just sit there. The checks offsetting the Cardinal Myrtle stripes. It'll be, what, a, what a statement. Are they, it, it, you know they what, you know what a, it
0: was, by the way? You know what the statement actually is? <laughs> Mick fuller he's a pretty mean man. It was basically, fuck you, Bulldogs, you're not here.
1: <laughs> imagine imagine how this would have looked if you guys had it, because it would have matched everything.
0: How but, opposite it would have been.
1: Now, the, there's a lot of secrets around... The grand final opening ceremony—you know, Cam Smith threatening to take pictures with, like, he's, he's on 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 the jet ski—and all these, all sort of the other pictures leaking. Is it true that there's a? Uh, I've heard a whisper that there's actually a Prince Albert ring that matches the grand final, and that that Mick Mick has one. Mick's keeping one of those. That's his payment—is he gets to keep the Prince Albert uh, white gold? Well, sorry, white diamond and and uh, the sapphire check. Prince Albert. Do you know if the players get those?
0: Well, it, it, if you if you watch closely, uh, and God knows who will be handing out the rings. It, I, I assume it can't be the horseman because protocols wouldn't allow him to cross the national the state border, surely. But as they're receiving the box, whoever's presenting, you'll just need to lean in and they'll just be saying something in each player's ear. And it's, it's, give the box two taps on the right side and that will open the false bottom. Ooh. And underneath the premiership ring will be the Prince Albert, which I'm assuming all the players in their post-grand final bonding session will be wearing, if that's the right word, with pride, excitement and some discomfort.
1: So you think they'll be at the Harbour View, the winners have got a date at the Harbour View and they're going to be getting them out and showing off the Prince Albert. That's a wonderful thing.
0: Again, it's again, he is sticking it to Adam Elliott like you wouldn't believe. He's designing a blue and white premiership (laughs) ring and he's throwing in a Prince Albert and not giving Elliott the chance to display his colours. In the way that he would like to. And Adam, if you're listening, we'd love to see you at the West
1: Tigers. <laughs> now, just speaking of, of sitting on that, standing on the table and singing Sweet Caroline, understand there's mm. been a confession this week about Sweet Caroline. Now that's t- so. The start of that. Could you talk me through that, Chris? At the start of that, a voice says, "I don't know the words to this song." <laughs> What's going on there?
0: To be honest, I thought it was Alfie Langer, but uh, <laughs> it's it's come to light that uh, it was a little bit of excitement up on the the glitter strip last Saturday night, with obviously a number of teams out of the bubble and enjoying the freedoms that they have to have on offer up there on the Gold Coast, and including there was. You know the eyes that everybody loves to lose themselves in, Dennis, and I don't refer to Todd Payton, who I still has, in my view, oh, the best looking yeah. eyes in rugby league. Ming the Merciless. We're talking about, of course, about the Warriors' wonderkind, Rhys Walsh, and that was video. And let me tell you, there must be a myriad of Gold Coast nightclubs that you can walk in where they're playing cutting edge fair like a Diamond Sweet Caroline <laughs> <laughs> of a of a 10 10 PM. It's like it's like house music never happened up on the Gold Coast, Dennis. I mean, it really is. And that was, of course, and he's been in the news all year and he's certainly one of my favourites with his Kabuki top night. Cronulla Sharks uh, middleman Toby Rudolph and Reese uh, joining in the chorus. And it was young Reese who was saying, and I tell you, I mean, as much as I've been waging a campaign against this song, is it un-Australian that Reese Walsh says that he doesn't know the worst to Sweet
1: Caroline? But given that... All you need to sing along, there's three words. Sweet, Caroline, Ba. <laughs> That's it. How, he didn't even get... He was, so he, actually, you could hear him go, ah, ah, ah. A, There's a B at the start. of That third word there. He missed and, it. And, and,
0: and you know when you watch documentaries, Dennis, and you see footage of people in unwitting situations not realising that their life is about to change? <laughs> <laughs> that footage... Has a very poignant feel because what happened after that?
1: Well, after that, the police came along and said, Excuse me, Sonny, can we check your Uh, ID? I know it's not Sonny Bill, Reese. Did they start with. Hello, hello, hello? What's all this then? Hello, 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 what have we here? And they said, can we check your ID? And the reason they wanted to check the ID is because they overheard him saying, I don't know the words to this song. They're thinking, how could anyone possibly reach the age of 18 without knowing sweet Caroline, Ba, ba, ba." They thought it was an illegal
0: immigrant. I mean, albeit it's an American song, but they thought this guy was an illegal immigrant.
1: Either that, or they thought he was three years old and hadn't yet been (laughs) exposed to it. So... They've said to him, look, you don't know the words. Yeah, you really, you shouldn't be out here. Off you go. And that, that's what led to it. But then he was like, "Well, nah. the,
0: the correct words, Dennis, the
1: correct words were move on. Well, so the police have said, move on. They've probably come out, actually gone. You've all got homes to go to. Off you go. Nothing to see here. But move on. And he did move on. But the problem was he came back. And now this is, this is the problem. that he, he came back and he came back after midnight. And we all know rugby league, midnight, they don't work. And what happened, he's come back and the police have found him again. So what did they do, Chris? They well, cuff- They cuff the poor
0: kid. And, of course, he probably oh. gave him a bit of lip because he goes, well, I did move on. I just came back. You didn't say move on and don't come back, did you? And I guess in for a penny, in for a pound, Dennis, he sort of read the lay of the land and uh, the pickle that he was in. And he decided to fess up that he had a small amount of personal use cocaine on his person. So he said, you're dummy to rights, Gov. And uh, he got caught.
1: You know what? He didn't say that. And if we're going to say exact quotes, he said, it's a fair cop, Gov.
0: It's a fair cop, Gov.
1: (laughs) And he took it. And
0: and he's been much lauded for that, Dennis, because he's basically owned his mistakes. Unlike a couple of other people, (laughs) he might be able to. Discuss
1: now. Yeah, well, he did own the mistakes, and, and and I thought it was very interesting that he the apology with the, uh, the the Warriors, you know, people. That apology was wonderful, and it it was almost like they'd read Terry Bull's pro forma, and they went Absolutely. through it, and he got it in exactly the right order. It was perfect. It was like it was scripted.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know uh, he he had the priorities, and therefore he finished off with Warriors, <laughs> like you know, you know, sort of family fans, Warriors.
1: But he's not the only one, as you said. We've got a, a wonderful vision that came out the very next day of the new cam of evil, Spanky, Sp- Spanky having his dance on the table of the hectic cheese sitting around the table. We've got Gel coming out and saying, oh, the problem is, you know, these guys got to know who to hang around with. It's like, well, actually, Gel, that kind of plays into the, what they're doing, it is actually a crime. So Gel's saying, no, it's all good. You just can't take a photo of it. But no, there they were, displaying proudly the little white baggies and lines of white powder. Now, I grew up, I loved Whiz Fiz. I dead set loved it. I, I did find it, it, it does irritate your nose a bit. But I guess if you're if you're trying to get yourself down, get yourself distracted from the fact that you're not going to be playing in the grand final, and it's like the first, you know, how long since they've they've been in the grand final so many times, and they're so disappointed. So a bit like slashings, it's just a, a way of distracting yourself is get the whiz-fizz into your nose, and it irritates your nose so much that you forget about the grand final. And by the time it's out, you've calmed down. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, be? I mean-
0: it's foreign territory. They're an emotional wreck. They've let themselves down. They've let their family down. They've let the storms down before they actually get to the criminal offence we're now discussing, or well, potentially criminal offence, because their view... Alleged. Sean alleged. Line style, yes, alleged. Sean Line style says, just having a bit of a laugh. There's no way I would have touched the stuff. What do you think? I am an idiot. I'm happy to be filmed chopping. <laughs> I'm happy to be filmed not settling down. But there's no way I consumed it. And I don't think they are done to rights. But actually, I want to take a, a different... Attack on this, and Hmm. And I think that, to me, both Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith, and what the hell, I'll throw in Chris Lewis as well, they are cultural heroes because, let's face it, the low moral ground was absolutely hijacked recently by former AFL wag Nadia Bartel, who was filmed on the famous $3 plate from Kmart, definitely consuming white powder. And... It doesn't sit well with me that the AFL dominates the scandal pages. And I think you said in your opening, apart from a couple of COVID breaches, it's been pretty quiet. And the storms go, we are the pride of the league. Forget your South Sydney. (laughs) And if we can't win the football, we'll win the scandals. We'll get Bartel off the front page and we'll do it deluxe. And the way that Justin Brodsky, if I've got his name correct, and I probably haven't, of Melbourne has refused to actually address the issue by saying, oh, it's with the Integrity Commission and It's under investigation. To me, speaks volumes about the storms. And I thank Brandon Smith, Chris Lewis and Settle Down Munster for flying the NRL flag so proudly and putting us back on top by being at the bottom of the moral compass.
1: Beautifully put. And and I I tell you, I'm proud. And it is... They've done a lot, of particularly Cam Muncy, he's done a lot of rubbish for the game, like he's kicking people on the field, he's kicking people in the guts, he's been sent off twice, he's done rubbish, but well, now he's redeemed himself by taking us back to the top where Rugby League belongs. And
0: and James Fisher-Harris just put the cherry on top where he gave him a little bit of a spank. Uh,
1: that was a beautiful moment, and that that's going to be replayed over and over again, and Terry Bull did a marvellous, marvellous picture of that. And I think that on the... the uh, blowing up deluxe page. And I did notice as well, just getting back to Reese, it was a wonderful post by fan favorite Anna Domine, uh, saying, well, I know it's Emma, but that, you know, he was arrested that, uh, Walsh was arrested. His eyes were too pretty for the Gold Coast.
0: That's right. Absolutely. Should we leave the
2: last
1: word to Reese? Let's leave the last word to Reese. Yeah. So last night and got myself into a bit of trouble and,
2: um, I just want to tell you some, the, the little story. So um, I was born from some officers last night to move on and um, I didn't move on and that led to me getting arrested and, and taken back to the um, police station. Sometimes I feel the need to
0: move on So I pack a bag move on
1: Move on Well, I might take a train Or see the dawn Might take a girl When I move on When I move on Somewhere someone's calling me And when the chips are down I'm just
0: a traveling Just a trick of the mind, but somewhere there's a morning sky, blue and wise. Somewhere there's an ocean, innocent and wild.
1: Africa is sleepy, people, Russia has
2: its horsemen.
1: Now, when the horsemen changed all the rules, So we've got it. It's the big week. It's the big dance. It's the big... Look at Pat there. He's... Pat, can you pull up a mic, Pat, and tell us, have you slept? How are you dealing with this excitement?
2: Uh, probably good that pubs aren't open this week, to be honest. Right. <laughs> Particularly the Woolpack, because there's a uh, someone that I wouldn't mind outdoing, the bloke from the Channel 10 News who got his old fella out. <laughs>
0: So so you'd you'd like to win the grand final, get one of the Prince Alberts and then display it outside the wall? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And by the way, are you saying it's lucky the pubs aren't open because right now you're wanting to drink to forget in case you lose? Is that what you're talking about? Uh,
2: No, just drink to to remember.
1: (laughs) Some drink to remember, some drink to forget.
2: The other side of the Eagles um, dichotomy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I think it's a good. It's such a good team. That's. It reminds me a bit of the Raiders team that made the grand final. Like the team's been together for so long, they're likable. I um, well, love the coach. You've you've Nosey like, Nichols. Like you've got nosy well, nickels. Are you
0: saying that they remind you of the 2019 Canberra Raiders? That's probably not the team you want to. Associate yourself with.
2: I think it's a lower bar to jump over, though, the twenty <laughs> twenty one Panthers than the twenty nineteen Roosters. Oh, I'm, well, I'm yeah, telling you, Pat, you, cool. should, you
0: should you should stay in this discussion for this segment, and um, because I'd be interested in some of your uh, feelings on the narratives. What do you think of the big narratives from the South Sydney point of view?
2: it's uh, so the you're talking about the fifty point one. Well, that's one. So, I was um, I was in the office doing the footy work and I get a bit chirpy when other teams lose. <laughs> no. So, I had a few receipts coming my way. And then the first person to say that 50-point thing, you know, it's like, well, no team who ever had to play Melbourne in round one when they had Ryan Pappenhausen and lost 26-22 has ever lost a grand final. So, <laughs> like...
0: Because, <laughs> Dennis, I think... Need- one of the things about this grand final is we've got these two very strong narrative pieces. Like if you go back to say 2016, it was just, you know, Harold Holt, turn off the porch lights, etc., etc. And I for one was absolutely devastated that we lost the Cronulla of never won.
1: Oh, I know. That was a great joke. It was an ongoing joke that went and went. Gone. Well,
2: it's only, what well, we only got another 20, 30 years before we got that for the Titans and the Warriors. And the
0: Warriors. Exactly. That's all we're left with, the Warriors and the Titans. And I can't <laughs> even get out of bed for that. But, of course, it's up against the most games coach other than Brian Smith to not win a premiership. And uh, to be honest, from, a, from an emotional point of view, if not my tipping comp, I would certainly love to be waking up on Monday morning and seeing that Crazy Ivan is the NRL coaches coach the most games other than Brian Smith who's yet to win a premiership. But there's going to be a fair bit of water under that particular bridge, I think. How's Reynolds
2: growing? So I reckon it's fine because he played last week and then he's got a whole week to... Like, if he only does the same as he did last week, you know, that's enough. And he's got a whole week after that. But on the one hand, you know, South's crazy to let him go. He's easily got another four years in him. Give him another 10. On the other hand, it's like, well, he, you know, he did a soft tissue at training. That's (laughs) like, you know, maybe it is good just to let him go a year earlier than a year later. If you don't like serious soft tissue injuries at training, that's not a good sign. That's hmm. Matt Moylan. He does that.
1: See, I'm finding that with all these narratives, I'm, I'm picturing this little park outside the New South Wales Art Gallery where philosophers can stand up on milk crates and yell at each other. Are you familiar with this? Mm. This is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm seeing that there's- soap boxes. The soap boxes. I'm seeing that you've got the Panthers camp standing on one side of the park and they're yelling there. Uh, narratives, and you have got the South Cape on the other side, and they're yelling. And they're both just yelling, and they're yelling the same tunes. Um, they're all trying to claim that they have the most. You know, the Penrith's been saying the six of these players have all come through the Penrith junior system. Rabbitohs saying, yeah, six of these players have all come through the South junior system, and South juniors have put millions of dollars into it. And Gus Gould's saying, yeah, but the Panthers. Well, look what the Panthers have done. They're all saying the same thing. They're all trying to claim the higher ground with juniors. The bottom line, though, and I know this won't, you won't be pleased with this, Chris. Well, you probably will. The South Juniors are actually South Juniors. They're not people who were brought in as teenagers because they were talent spotted elsewhere. They are actual South Juniors. Whereas the Penrith ones, they've claimed them. It's almost roosters-like. They're claiming them because they've brought them into the system.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really good with geography.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, to me, you know, Strathfield's Western Sydney. <laughs> so, then it's like, uh, you know, Penrith, Dubbo, eh, it's all Western <laughs> Sydney.
0: So, are you telling me, uh, Dennis, that they're not Panthers juniors?
1: Well, they
2: are Panthers juniors,
1: the, but that the the, cl- the FTA boys the qualification is that they've they came through as in in the teenage reps, so they weren't necessarily from right. the district. The Raiders have a few yeah, of these, but yeah. the Rus- it's a classic roosters thing. The roosters say, "No, these these are roosters juniors that we got from you know Central Coast and Dubbo and all over the place that we buy because we see them at." at, at regional camps and they claim them as Roosters Juniors but they're not Roosters Juniors because they're not playing in well, what? the Clavelli
0: crocodiles and things like that you mean I mean are you on my Roosters WhatsApp tennis because that's exactly how those guys go they actually claim those yeah. players in the exact those circumstances described as we've developed them yes 100% they do
2: I'll, I'll think- well we developed right. Benji
0: <laughs> so yeah that's right you really really got the kid going finally but, but this is – what you're telling me is that this is another reason for, to justify my almost pathological
1: dislike of Penrith. Is that right? Who do you hate more, Penrith or the Roosters? Is that a struggle for you?
0: Well, no. I mean, historically, I, I can t- clearly delineate the team that I've most <laughs> disliked in rugby league has gone from St. George, Pre-Illawarra, to South Sydney, and has now landed on the Penrith Panthers. And at one stage in my – Skip
2: Melbourne.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. In my pantheon. The Roosters have bubbled up to my second favourite team, but by dint of being on that Roosters WhatsApp over the last few years, they have tumbled down the <laughs> charts. But they haven't—they haven't got yet as to the the depths of the of the Penny Panthers, because I guess what I find myself aligning to, despite what I need in my tipping comp, is that South Sydney is calling out Penrith on their bad on-field behaviour, aren't they? Yes. So you sort of take, for example, the most recent Imbroglio Broglio given that Ivan said I'm going to stay in the background, which, let's face it, when he's on the mic in a press conference, it still feels to me like he's (laughs) in the background. Um, And uh, Brian Fletcher has taken up the cudgels, not the Brian Fletcher, but the Brian Fletcher from Panthers, (laughs) and has described South's complaining about the amount of time that Hayden Knowles, a.k.a. the blue trainer, as opposed to the yellow trainer or the orange trainer or Peter Green, who's banned, that he was out there more often uh, last weekend than Spencer Leno. Um, who, by the way, missed the 2020 grand final because he had rhinovirus, which sounds awful. Turns out it's a cult. And apparently you've only got three instances per half you're allowed to be on there, and they're just thumbing their nose at it. So Fletcher picks up the cudgels in Cleary's absence and said, stuff you South, you're being childish and you're whinging, but he's not denying
1: the behaviour, is he? No, he's he's not denying the behaviour, and he's in fact he's owning the behaviour, and what he actually has come out and said... You can sit there and complain about the rules. We're just focused on winning. And doesn't that yeah. speak rule. a lot about the Panthers' attitude? They don't care about the rules. They don't care about moving the ball 10 metres in field when the try was scored on the, tr- on the sideline. They don't care don't, about the rules around trainers. They don't care at all. They just want to win.
2: Imagine if a referee dusts off the rule book and penalises them for downtown. On the weekend, <laughs> fantastic. And, fantastic and blows a penalty where the kick, where the where the ball was kicked, instead of where the ball was caught. As with the next three downtown penalties, oh, imagine that! Imagine what the, they'll do then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, they learned they learned all this from. Let's face it, no greater illuminary than the great Gus Gould. And during the week, Andrew Abdo had occasion to ring up Penrith and said. I don't understand it. You've just deposited a hundred thousand dollars in our account, and they just go. That's just an anticipation of all the rules we're going to break on Sunday to win the grand final. <laughs> and people have called me up and say, "No, you're being unfair. There are deep-seated reasons why you need to dislike teams like Souths." It's not enough that yeah, you got off the bus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But can I quickly read the rap sheet on Penrith right now? As you mentioned, Dennis, the Cleary conversion of the To'o oh, try taken capriciously <laughs> in field. Cleary gets off what I could only describe as a vicious head slam slash lifting tackle last weekend. He himself gets tackled with torments minutes to go in the game on the line. He stumbles repeatedly, but he's allowed to stay on the field. The NRL changes the rules, so fisher can slap Munster on the bomb and Stephen Crichton can throw Justin's Olam shoe and all they have to do is pay a fine and get some of that $100,000. Jerome Lui blacks out, sort of, and is allowed to retake the field. And then... Worse than all of this, Dennis. Worse than all of this, Pat. If you want a reason to hate Penrith Panthers going into this weekend's grand final, Isaiah Yo runs onto Blue Bet Stadium for training runs to catch Stevens' peace train. I mean, God spare me.
2: Yeah, Latrell gets suspended for 18 months for a textbook tackle.
0: Because as his, as his partner quite recently out, put out on Instagram, the system is against him. By the, by the By the way, Latrell's gone to the press today and said Souths by thirty, but no pressure, boys. Have a good time, Blake. Tap. Look out for those torpedoes, <laughs> boy. Oh, and there- by the way, can, just before we wrap on this, can I add two things? But Dennis, you go first. Are they going
1: to be blockers? That's the big. <laughs> question. I think block-
2: blocker Roach is the main analysis for Fox on the grand finals. <laughs>
1: Well, is, is, that, is that legal? Is that a legal blocker? Is that an illegal blocker? Is that an offside blocker? What kind of blocker is Blocker Roach?
0: Let, let me tell you, if they do get a pre-game photo, and again, I think Blocker's circumstances may prevent him from entering the bubble, but if they ever get a pre-game photo of Blocker and Latrell arm-in-arm, both feeling the sting, have been suspended from their respective grand finals, that will be the Rugby League picture of the year, I swear. Well, then they'll um, need to get one if they're going to do that.
1: It. they need to get one of Johnny Lomax being suspended from 94. <laughs> and in the background, Paul <laughs> Ozzy Osborne waving, saying, thank you, Johnny Lomax. Like
0: anyone other than you remembers that.
1: <laughs> um, and
0: just a couple of things that jump up. I've really enjoyed this week the discussion about Russell Crowe, who, again, you know, he's off filming. I think it is called Peace Train, actually, the movie <laughs> he's filming. Or, or Poker Face, which is, you know, Poker Face dot, 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 the Lady Gaga story. And, um, and and this will be a little bit like Kate Blanchett in the uh, the Bob Dylan tour de force. Russell Crowe is playing Lady Gaga <laughs> in her bad romance period. But his relationship with the incomparable Mr. Bennett, as he now refers to Wayne as Mr. Bennett, he was originally opposed. So he'll be stranded in Thailand. And why is it that Russell always seems to get stranded in Thailand? I don't know. And he'll be watching on the Watch NRL app. But apparently he is going to do a movie called The Incomparable Mr. Bennett. But interestingly enough, Russell will be starring as Shane Richardson, and <laughs> if you've seen Richo lately, he looks like he looks like the Unabomber. And I think Crow is great. Um, two other things that just quickly emerged for me: one is that Graham Annersley has pointed out in support of referee Jerry Sutton, who's been given the whistle despite the TO conversion controversy. Referees are not doctors. Think what? of that? And most importantly, have you gentlemen caught up with who is ringing the South Sydney bell? come the start of this weekend's The so bloke party.
2: from the, the bloke from the wool pack.
0: <laughs> it's not him. Dennis, do you know who it is?
2: I have no idea.
0: It is Isaac Bully Luke. Isaac
2: Luke's coming back. You mean preliminary final winner Isaac Luke?
0: Yeah, so, well, that, that, that'll be one of the curtain raises. I believe he's playing for Wynnum Manly, isn't he, Pat?
2: He's playing, yes. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep.
0: So, so basically, oh, they redemption. just found someone with, they found someone with a remote connection to South Sydney. Um, and he's apparently he's asked to retire in South Sydney Colours, even though he actually finished with the Broncos. And as we all recall, <laughs> he missed the 2014 Grand Final, Latrell Mitchell, Blocker Roach, and who was it again?
1: Johnny Martin Lomax. Pongier, Johnny Lomax.
0: Johnny Lomax, sorry. Uh, so they got him to ring the bell. He's remember he was suspended. Happy Coruscant went on and players kept trying to surrender their Mick Fuller design rings to Isaac Luke and eventually Madge, <laughs> the great Madge Maguire, gave it to him. And that will complete a beautiful, I don't know, quadrangle. Is that the right way to describe it? That the bell was first rung, you know, from back in the old days. It was first rung when South returned to the NRL at the SFS. I'll give that to you, Dennis, by Russell Crowe and who, Pat?
2: Albert Clift, who was the 1968 mascot.
0: <gasps> and when South returned to the NRL amidst much fanfare against the Sydney Roosters, what was the score, Pat?
2: Forty to four, and unfortunately, the bloke from the ballpark had not reached notoriety yet. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do the. <laughs> he couldn't and, ring the bell. No, I think,
0: and in relation to that game, Pat, you and I were,
2: we were both there.
0: We were both there, Dennis. Yeah. We were at that game.
2: Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> no, I can't claim it. No, blood certainly not. Bloodbath.
2: Might as well be there, Henson, If Chris and I were both there,
0: that's right. Jump forward to 2014 And I believe South might have had better luck this night The bell was run by the great Bobby McCarthy Ooh! And if Bully Luke gets to ring the bell I mean you know they always get that asked that question What's your ideal dinner party There's your answer Russell Crowe, Albert Clift, Bully Luke (laughs) and Bobby McCarthy
2: (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for the latest installment Of The Life and Times of Gus Gould so under the cloak
1: of Dagnus during the off-season, pull the software out, put a new card in, come back next year nice and fresh,
2: shh, be very, very quiet. <laughs> and that was the latest installment of the life and times of Gus Gould. It's a yeah. funny, funny, funny game. <laughs> funny game. <laughs>
0: The vast majority of it, 99% of it,
1: the, the innovation in the game and broadcasting has been brought on by Channel 9. Uh, I'm not going to answer any questions. I've done my job. Thanks. Richard Harris giving away the family there for the late shit. I've been covering football for four decades and I
2: did not understand it. A lot going on in the world today, guys. Whew. Uh, both in the rugby league pond and out of. So I'd just like to first just have a reset and, and find out what's mm-hmm. going on.
1: Last weekend, there was only two games and then there's only one. Uh, plus, there are plenty of other things happening in the world. Wow.
2: So now that we're across that, any new listeners will just have to take this as fact, but we have gone into this. The guys on the field, they're players and they decide the result in a game. We found out during Origin that you've got Origin players, Origin tackles, Origin kicks... And now in the finals, and as we all know, it's a new competition, same rules apply.
1: And he puts it over the line for a finals try. <laughs> finals coaches? I think Wayne's <laughs> one of all time. And Pappenhausen has scored a preliminary final try. What a first half of finals football here. He was an origin player, but he wasn't a finals player. They're, mm. they're different. Yeah, true. I think it's him. In a preliminary final
2: moment. So then it's now like, well, that's easy. We've got the, the grand final this weekend. I know there's going to be grand final tackles, grand final players, grand final coaches, grand final tries. But no, not that simple. you, please, what's more important, winning the Daly M medal tonight or the big dance on Sunday? <clears throat> yeah, definitely be the big dance. Um... What does it mean to you, mate? What does it mean to you to be at the big dance? <laughs> We've reached preliminary yeah. final. I think he was. I think finales. I heard it too. And now find ourselves here in the big dance. They've all realised that. Obviously, the big dance is this week. and uh...
0: It's on a par with Sweet Caroline, isn't it? The appropriation of American culture. By the way, Pat. Yes. What sort of archivist are you? I think I heard Brett Frinch in in that collage. And he...
2: Uh, yeah. i has been um, on the
0: mic for about six years.
2: No, I listen to his, his podcast.
0: Okay. Did you... Uh, it, you know, the, like I always complain in origin time that origin becomes pretty boring in the news cycle and, you know, God bless you, Reese Walsh and the snowstorms this week. But, of course, right now we're midway through the week and every article is just some backstory about some player who's in the grand final or in Latrell's Mitchell's case, not in the grand Isaac final. Isaac Luke. So I don't know if you caught... The, Isaac Luke. If you caught the article about Moses Leota today... I didn't. So Moses Lyoda, uh, on the in the wake of the Ronaldo Muletolo rubbing out of being an Origin uh, Queensland representative, Brady Fittler did the homework, and by about three months, Moses Leota is ineligible to play for New South Wales. And Freddy said something along the lines of goes, "That's an enormous pity because he really is a Origin,
2: origin player." Learner. Origin player. Well, so now we know who the players are. We know what the game is. All right, the best way to go through it would be minute by minute. That would give you the fairest indication. But that's too broad. Th- those strokes are too broad. You actually have to go in a little bit finer to get an actual gauge of what's going on.
1: Yeah, Ivan knows that was a moment. But it was really a, where you win moment. Jerome Luai, here's another moment. Go to Gordon Tallis again in a moment. Mark down your umpteenth moment of the game. So when we think about moments, yeah. And I said before the game, moments come in these big games. I mean, they do need the lights of Pappenhausen to provide some moments here. My goodness, another moment. Game of moments, mark down that moment. Not another great moment. All it takes is one error. One error from Penrith. One moment where they just... Is that the moment? Is that the moment right there? (laughs) I've now got 24 moments written down in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Moments, Fossie. We keep talking about them. This is a big moment. Talk about championship moments. What a game. Another moment. Another moment, folks. The post-match review will be enormous. There are so many moments.
2: You go through a game and you just break it down moment by moment. This moment, this happened. This moment, that happened. This moment, that happened.
1: So so did he he work out in the end how many moments there actually are? Uh,
2: yeah. Well, I mean... What, what is rugby league, if not a maths uh, <laughs> uh, utopia?
0: I actually know the answer to that question, but I just need a moment. Yeah.
2: So that's one way to go through it. That's a fair and balanced way to go through it. But Chris, you being a, a wrestling uh, figure, will know that you can sensationalize stuff. Even if you know the result, big it up, you know, insult your opponent whilst you know, bigging them up, create more interest in it. That's a way to do it. -hmm. And where more would you use that form of, of uh, use that for entertainment more than the Dally M's, the most entertaining night on the calendar. So this is how they go through it, and uh, uh, that's how this is how they go through their proceedings. Nate leading the Dally M medal count after 19 rounds. How are you feeling about taking out the big awards tonight? Do you think you've done enough? Oh, to be honest, I think uh, Turbo's been far and away the best player this year, and. I'd be very surprised if uh, he doesn't come storming home. And but I think um, I think the lad we played on the weekend's got it in the bag. Um, yeah, he's had a great season uh, this year. Um, he's going to do a bit tough trying to beat Turbo. But uh, yeah. Cody, how are you feeling at this point? Do you think you can catch Turbo? Nah, definitely not. Um... <laughs> do you have what it takes to catch Tommy? Nah, I think he wins it. Leave it easy. <laughs> do you guys know who won? Do you guys know who won? Do you want me to tell you who won?
0: All right. Spoil the surprise.
2: <laughs> the manly fullback, Tom Travojevic. It,
0: like, the, the idea to split it. I, I, I speaking it could have been my mate Brendan Clay who said, I forgot the second night was on. <laughs> like, Which means he endured the first night. <laughs> oh. It really was. I, the, the whole thing to me, like, first of all, Andrew Abdo gave word for word the exact same speech in week two that he gave in week one. I mean, he didn't didn't change one syllable. Fox so distrusted their Queensland cohort that frontline Corey Parker didn't get an opportunity to emcee the thing and they actually remotely hosted it. And all they did to do was Vox Pops.
2: Well, Sam Thardy was there to redo his, uh, his comedy routine. Exactly.
0: From- exactly. But had I guess Corey not done those Vox Pops we wouldn't have been led to that suspenseful situation that you so yeah. expertly captured there
2: Yeah <laughs> yeah. Feedback Feedback oh. Now as much as we love Janet Jackson I think she's been usurped as uh, the Fire Up uh, Fire Up's favourite artist because people are really jumping on the pissed idiots uh, Anthony Bassett tweeted them saying that um, uh, saying that he was stoked to hear them on Fire Up and we are getting a lot of feedback about that band in particular. So hopefully in the future, maybe we can tease someone up. The Pissed Love Idiots at, and the Pissed Idiots.
0: We, we did a PWA Pissed Idiots record launch tie-in earlier this year down at the Factory Theatre. Very exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just going through the group Blown Up Deluxe. Oh, and I'll just say this. This is our penultimate show um, in this format, and this might be slightly self-indulgent. But if we haven't tied up every storyline, if there's some questions that we need to to go back to, something we need to circle back to, feel free to reach out any any way you can. And um, if there's anything we need to go over, as um, self-indulgent as that is. Uh, Just looking through the group. Last night, Phil Gould... Said, uh, can someone please explain to me the difference between 100% and 75%, <laughs> <laughs> which is a late entry into the mathematician um, of the year. Jeff Buller said, if you keep giving 110%, you'll get there from 75 to 100. Uh, Emma Dominey is getting quite <laughs> prolific.
0: Yeah, love it. You love your work, Emma.
2: Is it the same with police when you get caught with a bag that's 75% full as opposed to 100% full? Because keep in mind, Reese Walsh got caught with a small bag of cocaine. Yes. It wasn't like a... Mm. It wasn't a sack over the shoulder.
0: Uh, yeah, are they referring to the size of the vessel or the amount of cocaine yeah. in the vessel. That's It's never quite clear, is it?
2: Uh, our captain, Terry Ball, said Reese Walsh and Toby Rudolph may be the new rugby league um, partnership, the rugby league couple.
1: Yeah, power couple.
2: Power couple, other nominees, obviously Dugues and Fergo. They did it at a couple of different levels. Adam Elliott and yeah. Millie Boyle. They go they went same primary school. So that's yep. points to them.
0: Bigger uh, Ch- Rules. Ch- Ch-
2: Chich in a plate. Is Chich one of their nicknames? One of the Melbourne boys? Is it a name for Charlie?
0: <laughs> Don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, and then Terry Bull Point uh, uh, gets a three daily end points this week. Um, you already touched on this, but Brandon Smith capping off his night on the um, night on the Jolly. powder with uh, Hooker of the Year. Yes, <laughs> and didn't they show it? Jesus! Oh, they People are like they look terrible because they know they've been caught. They know they're like a spray from Bellamy's coming. But <laughs> people are very but,
1: again, Cam Smith, can I, and I'm quoting here. I'd like to think they're smarter than the way they've acted. To allow outsiders into a room and they've got foams out filming. It's mind-boggling to see these guys make these poor choices. So, once again, Cam's not saying, boys, yeah. you probably shouldn't yeah. be doing cocaine yeah. the very night after you've been kicked out yeah. the very night before the grand yeah. final while you're in the media attention. He's saying, do it by all means. Just don't have phones there with strangers and outsiders.
2: Yeah. No, it, well, that's, well, that's the problem with the Melbourne Storm's um, salary cap.
1: Because
2: yeah, like the the they, they got caught. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First of all, I understand why they want to film it because these are moments and they are forgettable <laughs> yeah. because of the head states you're in. So you want to make it unforgettable and film it.
2: Brandon Smith got ruled out with an HIA the you know 24 hours earlier.
0: Correct. Correct. Should he be? Do you want me to loop back to Jerome Lou? I, I sort of blacked out.
2: What do you think? Uh, <laughs> what do you think his headache at the Dalyams is from? The concussion or the or the Great Northerns? From his mum. His his yeah. <laughs> um and uh,
0: you know, the no greater authority than Roy HG said in the wake of the sandpaper gate with a the cricket, they go, It's un Australian to cheat and get caught. Um the and don't for a second think that underneath it all, Lucifer himself, Cameron Smith is delighted that they didn't win without him.
1: Just delighted. Yeah. He'd be sitting there much like Brad Parker for Manly. Yeah, you can have your Tommy Turbo, but without Brad Parker, you're not going to win your preliminary final. Yeah. 100%. It's proof. It's proof. So, you're done You're done with your feedback. Well, let's go to Chris's kooky correspondence corner.
0: Well, I do have a bit of correspondence this week, fellas. And first of all, I want to say some of it coming from the great blowing up the likes Facebook page, which reminds me, Dennis, Pat and I were among many, many people who enjoyed your online rendition of a rugby league, the musical end of season rap last night. Magnificently done. Well done. Beautifully done. And your recruitment the, power for blowing up the luxes off the charts. We've cracked a hundred members. Well done. Did you enjoy it? Oh,
2: I liked the set list last night, Dennis. I said before it was Bruce Springsteen-esque, getting into the thirties <laughs> for...
1: Yeah, a few too many. Uh, so like, does that mean we've increased by 10%? No, 12%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we've got to do a cull back to 75%. So, get yeah. funny, people.
1: Yeah. Kick some people out. Yes. Uh, because I, I do notice that a couple of people who've joined are, in fact, Panthers fans. Ooh. I don't know if they're going to have a sense of humour.
2: Uh, I think we're only we're <laughs> only a vehicle for Sharks and Bulldogs fans, aren't
1: we? <laughs> right. <laughs> but did you enjoy it, Dennis? Um, it was a very strange experience sitting here. Um, and the awkward pause. I finished a song... And I'm waiting for the applause <laughs> as a performer. Maybe should have played kind of it better. Yeah. Well, should have. <laughs> it's it's how you um you judge your performance. It's it's you know it's meant to be an interactive art. Yeah. And you kind of don't have time to go through what you're singing, what video is yeah. supposed to be playing, how the streaming software is working, whether the stream's functioning, how the audio's going, and look at the stream of comments. Yeah. Whereas if people just go boo or yay yeah. or walk out. Yeah. That gives you a good indication. There was none of those indicators. Yeah. Really, really? It was that complex
0: we would never have noticed. Um, So, (laughs) from blowing up the legs, Stuart Marler says, Brandy Alexander has just entered the Fire Up Mathematics Academy with a statement, it's been 17 years since 2005. Uh, Terry Ball also (laughs) noted that uh, Brandy said, let's see what Manly can do in the final 10 minutes, and he was speaking in the first half. From Rugby League History, who occasionally uh, uh, communes with us on Instagram, they sent us the North Queensland 2021 season review video. Thank you very much. Oh. And I've put that <laughs> I've put that in the horror section in my <laughs> uh, collection. Uh, uh, Zungzi on uh, Twitter got in contact with us in relation to the To'o conversion controversy and said, at Fire Up NRL, which is our Twitter feed, as opposed to at Fire Up Rugby League on Instagram and Facebook, Penrith Cheaters pulling another Swifty. And I hasten to add that it's spelled ch double T A R S, but I think that might actually catch on. Move from the Panthers' Ooh. black cats to the specific yes. cheetahs. What do you reckon? And and, he, like and Zongzi concluded hashtag blowing up the lux.
2: I um, this, don't predates, argue. this predates this uh, predates media watch a little bit, but uh, might even be the stimulus for it. I remember uh, Kicker took a conversion from one meter in to the sideline. I think it might have even been um, Reese Martin for the Bulldogs against Melbourne. And Paul Kent on like spent a whole section of 360 saying that it's actually an advantage to take the kick out, that you're yeah, cheating yeah. because if you kick from the same spot, that's... I had a
0: maths teacher show that one day about vectors and angles and things like that. They showed that in is actually segment in 360.
2: More they yeah, showed yeah, that
0: yeah. thing. Yeah, from me, me, me in maths class in 1978. <laughs> um, from Don't Argue, he had a comment or oh, she... Shouldn't be specific, should I? Comment on the Grand Final Entertainment. It's got to be Amel and the Sniffers. Uh, Love, be a great promotion of the new album. The latest single, Security, couldn't be any more. Rugby League and couple of Destiny suits the Grand Final. If you haven't caught up on the news, the Rugby League Entertainment, Ian Moss, the Stafford Brothers, just a shout out to Rhys Walsh, and Kate Miller-Heideke. And we haven't got time for me to go in about how I feel about Kate Miller-Heideke. But just imagine writing a musical. uh, Let's call it uh, uh, Muriel's Wedding. And putting your self-penned songs up against ABBA songs. That's what I would Ooh, call ouch. a poor decision. And uh, Don't Argue is certainly uh, pushing for um, watching the off-season, SAS Uncensored. There's nothing better to see the the uh, the guys from the SAS getting at the celebrities and feels that there needs to be a league version of this. mic up players, officials.
2: Are you talking about the Newcastle prop? Herman? <laughs> sas <laughs>
0: Yes, permanent yes. SASE, exactly. And uh, so Rugby League SAS is great, but I said you've got to have both the NRL and the NRLW in it. You need Ali Brigginshaw in there. You definitely read referees as part of the people being thrown off cliffs and immersed in <laughs> jeeps underwater. It would rate its head off. So that's all the feedback for this week um, from Chris's Correspondence Corner. We love it. Speaking of SAS, Dennis, because of your show last night, I'm an episode behind. In SAS Australia But I can report From the SAS Sam Burgess Corner That there are A lot of people Have been saying How could he compete In this show If he was medically retired And is this South Sydney And I don't want to speak Ill of your team Pat uh, Rorting the salary cap again Well his surgeon said The kid's joint Was such a mess It was And he was in so much pain It was like he had battery acid in the joint And let's face it One of the things We've learned on SAS Is Sam has put All sorts of
1: substances Into his body Who would have thought (laughs) The Patriacid was one of them. The similarity between Shoulders and Rugby League franchises, because they're both known as a joint. Yes <laughs> Well with that, I think we're <laughs> yeah, just about to wrap. What showman? So let's let's No, it's not we're not ending on that one. We're ending on the highlight of the show, and it's everyone's favorite, which is Another reason to hate the Sydney Roosters. Now, Chris, can I just jump in here? Yes, and- please. I know you've got. I know that you've got a litany. You've got. A, I can see behind you the library of reasons to hate the Sydney Roosters. But I was this. The my attention was drawn to this. This quote begins: "We are a greater Sydney Roosters club than what we were at the start of 2021. Now, at the end of 2021." Trent Robinson.
0: What a spin merchant. It's bumped out in the second week's of playoffs. But let's face it, a Manly who's shown to be second tier. And he sort of says, we're a better club as a result of that. This mm. this segment is actually, there's been a bit of interaction between me and the uh, blowing up Deluxe membership, Dennis, and about this segment. And mainly from Roosters fans. And I can I sense <laughs> I, I, I they're torn. They hate me for doing it, but they also admit that it's pretty funny. And, and I did say, well, the pain is almost over because we'll shut it down at the end of our run for the podcast next week before we go into recess and come back with our summer series. And I'll wait to take the public barometer as to whether they bring it back. It'll be a matter of public vote. I'm sure we'll be doing it next year. So just (laughs) to add to your wisdom there, Dennis, can I give another new reason to hate the Sydney Roosters? I have my spies and moles out there, Dennis, um, and I'm trying to get the fumigator in the backyard to do something about that. But they also... Cast a very, very wide net And I have someone who works in the Entertainment Quarter precinct And he's He, I almost gave it it away there Got in contact and said, get this I get my coffee from the same shop At the Entertainment Quarter as Coach Trent Robinson And he just goes Put it on the Roosters tab, thanks Doesn't even (gasps) pay for his own coffee
1: (laughs) Another new reason To hate the Sydney Roosters that's a monster one too. That's a shocker. That's appalling. He won't even... His pockets are so deep he can't even reach the
2: coins in the bottom of them. Fact. Some of us will re- really want that latte-sipping nickname to retire and they're not really helping wow. that.
1: At all. Yes. All right. Well, as Chris said, after the grand final, we're going to have a short break and then come back with the Fire Ups Summer oh. Series.
0: We're doing we're doing a grand final <laughs> wrap episode next week, guys. And yeah, Brendan- yes. That's the author of the new book, the hit sensation book that was released yesterday, Plum, Brendan Cow will be joining us for our grand final rap show.
1: Yeah, so that's the grand final rap show. That's coming up next week. Um, and I, I want to leave I want to leave the audience just one thought to research. What sort of what's what's a panther? Chris, do you know what a panther is?
0: It's a black big cat of no specific genus.
1: It has no genus, it doesn't even have a species. There's not not even a species. That's that's why they need to exist.
0: That's why they need to suck it up and rename themselves the Penrith Cheetahs. Thank
1: you, Zungji. I I like it because the cheetah is actually—it's a specific species.
0: Yeah. And here's a little song that Van Morrison has penned for the Melbourne Storms for their wonderful exit in 2021.
1: Will the road just lets me down Got to get off this merry-go-round Got to move on from this town Jet legs coming down And I've got bags
0: under my eyes Bags under my eyes When am I gonna get wise
1: Stop these bags under my eyes. Hushai, Olay.